You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. It's Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. All right, put your phones to vibrate, your earbuds in, and uh, PJ put down the burrito. It's time for Pit Pass. I'm Tony Wink. In the studio with me is PJ Dorn. Scott and Leanne, uh, excuse me, Jack and Leanne DeLeon are uh, producing. Scott and Roman are gone today. And uh, big thanks to Tommy Boy Harverson and Chris Bishop for contributing. Pit Pass Radio is now a division of the Front Porch Media Group. Heard around the world on the interweb and right here in Des Moines, Iowa from the iHeart Studio. Uh, 1460 KXNO, the National, the Grand National Cross Country or GNCC series fires back up this weekend after the summer break at a new round in New York. Round 10 of 13 is the Parts Unlimited Black Sky in Harpersville, New York. Hopefully they don't have black skies. Uh, Caleb Russell has a dominating lead in the XC1 class while the XC2 class is a little bit closer. Ben Kelly has only a 12-point lead, although that's not too bad. He still has to keep Josh Toth behind him. Uh, for the rest of the season, Toth, excuse me, Toth has a four race, uh, won four races, and would be leading the the XC2, I believe, if he hadn't finished 23rd at the Maxis General, which was round three this spring in Georgia. So that's that's going to be interesting to see how the rest of that, the balance of that series takes place this weekend. This past weekend, the MotoGP series was racing in Misano, Italy. PJ, what happened? Well, other than I didn't get to watch it live, and I'm still rather chapped about it. Thank you, DirecTV and Mediacom. What happened? <clears throat> what happened is uh, apparently BN is uh, unable to get a deal worked out with a number of satellite TV providers as well as cable companies. Um, so I'm looking into a thing called Sling, apparently, is what I got to do. It's like Sling Blade? Yeah, well, except it throws your, uh, apparently throws your, via the internet, throws your TV programming to your phone, Some your people call it a Kaiser Blade, I call it a Sling Blade. Yes, all right, here we go. You got any french fries? You got any biscuits in there? <laughs> I like french fries. You got any mustard for that biscuit? But nonetheless, at Misano, good race. Dovizioso pulled away from Marquez to take it with Crutchlow in third. A uh, bit of a surprise was uh, how far back Jorge Lorenzo drifted. He is just hit or miss lately. He's either on it or he's not. And uh, more importantly, Moto America was over an NJMP for the penultimate round of the season. One to go now at Barber, which I'll be at. Race one in Superbike, Heron, Heron pulled it out. Skoltz over uh, Cam Bobier. Race two, Bobier was right back on top in dominating fashion over Roger Lee Hayden, who's, again, reminding everyone he's nearing the end of his career, retiring after the Barber race. Can't wait to see that. And Tony Elias was in third in race two. Super Sport, race one, battle between uh, the two guys at the top of the points, Hayden Gillum, J.D. Beach. Uh, 
in that order with uh, Richie Escalani coming in third, race two. JD got the better of Gillum. They're back and forth again with uh, Mazioto finishing out the podium. And to that end, we get to talk to the man who I think we can now call champ, right? Yeah, he's coming up in just a second. But before we get to that, I got to ask you about Romano Finati, the, uh, the, the, the Moto2 racer. Apparently, his, his rival uh, had ran him into the Stefano Manzi, had, had ran him into the gravel previous in the race. I only saw the highlight clip, but Finati reaches over and grabs the dude's front brake, going down a fast straightaway. And I'm telling you, I, I that'll get your attention. That'll get your attention. Not only will it get your attention, but he's uh, the latest is that he's not only been sacked, but he's lost his race racing license today. Oh. He'll be out of Moto Two action for a couple of years, perhaps permanently. And uh, I guess uh, the FIM doesn't take lightly. To no, there he's going to have to go talk to him. Uh, yeah, in uh, Moto and back in the AMA Pro days. I saw a guy do this at a uh, at a racetrack. He in the when they were racing the Harleys, the sport, the or actually the XR, the Harley XR class, uh, the big twelve hundred Sportster deals. Guy grabbed the tail going down the home straight. Might have been was it Eslick? Who was? Yeah, yeah it might have. Who been. was that? We've talked to him yeah, right after that. Yeah. I can't remember who that grabbed was. The tail but... to give himself a little leg up on the guy, which was harmless. Hang in that on, class. that's a little different than grabbing. Oh, you know, it's totally. Let different. Let me tell you a little. But trick. he got in a lot of trouble for that. Here's he, a little trick I used to do when racing. Uh, when you're going down really long start straights, the guy next to you as he's coming at you, he's creeping up on you. You just reach your right foot over and you stomp on his on his shifter. He will go backwards. <laughs> he will definitely go backwards. And since it's amateur, and maybe grenade his motor if you're lucky. Nah, it's just. <laughs> and since it was amateur motocross, nobody cared but me and that guy. So it was fine. We just dealt with it after the race. <laughs> Sometimes before <laughs> the, the race, middle is of the over, race yeah. probably right in the middle of the race. <laughs> okay, let's get to our guest. We've got uh, uh, Brian Bauman's going to be on. Jay Newton, uh, Garrett Ward, Lane Michael, and JD Beach who. You alluded that he, we can call him champ. Is it done? I think there's only 50 points. If my understanding of the point structure is right, 25 per race with two events le- or two races left at the Barber finale, season finale, means 50 points. He's got a 98-point lead. <laughs> J.D. Beach, welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? Congratulations. Thank you. How's how's this uh, how's this championship feel compared to other ones? You've had a pretty good battle this season. I mean, I don't think the points, uh, the the pretty good spread you've got right now, really tells the tale. I mean, you've you've had some battles this year. Yeah, no, it, it definitely it, it feels really good. And uh, the last one I got in two thousand. Mm, Fifteen. I mean, I mean that one felt good too. But that, that it, it was the first year of Moto America, and everybody was kind of trying to find, trying to find their way and stuff. But so this year felt really good. It, it, it's been a lot of work the last couple of years to try and get to try and get this back and. Yeah, I mean, it, it feels really good. Okay, so now that the pressure's off for the Super Sport title, uh, you go into Barber, and you, you just ride wheelies, or, or do you do you go in there winter to Bennett mode, or, or what do you do? <laughs> I, I actually, I, I'd just gotten off the phone uh, with somebody, and they asked me the same thing. And, and uh, really, I mean, even though the, the 
idol is done, I mean, I, 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 I still want, I still want to win more races, and uh, I, I'm going to go into the weekend with, with, with the same thought as I, 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 I have all season, and uh, but I mean, if I do make make a mistake or something, it it, it won't be as big of a deal. Well, JD, you've had a spectacular season again. You've really had to, some of the races. You've had everybody's number in quite a few of them. Not to say you haven't, but in a few races, they've been real nip and tuck. Congratulations on a great season. So, um, I know you've, you know, there's a, a number of things that seem to already be unfolding in our what we call the silly season, our off season. Man, you are, you've proven you are the guy to be on a fast bike and you're a professional racer. Like you said, you're going out to win it. Have you had, are there any talks that you can bring up about what your next season's going to look like? Because certainly you're, you know, you're everybody's pick to move up to something bigger and better, but is there something out there? I, I wish I knew more. Uh, I mean, there, there's, de- there's definitely talks and trying to sort and stuff out, but uh, it's still a, lo- a long ways away, and um, I, I kind of had hoped that uh, by now I would know, know kind of a idea of what I'm gonna what I'm gonna be doing, but uh, yeah, I mean I, I still don't know, but I, I mean I, I do know I'm uh, I'm gonna keep working hard until the end of the year and 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 maybe after barber some uh some some wild card rides might come up and i i want to make sure i'm ready for that too well jd i'm sure you will be ready uh, we know this season, as in seasons past, you've been able to go out, pull uh, pull the trigger on a couple flat trackers when the opportunity presented itself. Oh yeah! Any any more of that coming? I mean, with the pressure off, I'd think. Uh, gosh, I bet you're a guy who gets a call from somebody like Colin Edwards to be a guest instructor or something at the boot camp. Or Who's Colin Edwards? Who's Colin the Tornado? Is it the guy that used to race and now he just <laughs> kind of hangs out in Texas or something? Yeah, shooting big guns. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I honestly, I, I I'd love to do some more, uh, some more races, but uh, I, I'm I'm kind of waiting to see what I'm going to be doing for next year because since I, I don't really have a job yet, I, I don't want to go out out to a dirt track race and get hurt or something or. Take or, yourself uh, out of the field. That's uh, look at the yeah. look how smart JD is. He's got a lot more brain here's power what, than you and here's I. Here's what do. I want to know: Are you sick of six hundreds yet? And are you ready to be on a super bike in Moto America, or would you rather be in Europe or, or something like that? You know, I mean, uh, I've I've been riding these things for a long time, and uh, I I definitely want to move up or try to go to Europe or be on a one thousand here at home but uh honestly at the end of the day it, it could be a lot worse i could not be racing so so i mean i i, I do want i do want to get off this thing but but i mean it's 
uh, it's not too bad. No, it is not bad to be on the essentially the Yamaha factory team and and dominant at it, JD. Uh, I mean, you're again, your professionalism shows through every time you're on the bike. Your preparation is spectacular. Um, have you been to Europe? I mean, it, is that something you? I mean, I'm sure any racer would consider a good opportunity, good ride. You don't want to go over just to be there. You want to be on a competitive bike. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I've raced there uh, in 2007 and 2008, and um, I enjoyed it a lot. And I mean, I, I would definitely do it again if it was. Uh, it it just ha- it, it would have to be the right deal, just because over there it's so. I mean, it's cut it's cutthroat and hard, and and if 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 I'm gonna do it, I I, I want to do it the right way and and ha- and have a fair chance because they already don't really uh enjoy us being there too much so so i want to be a-, a able to go to go over and show what i got they don't enjoy us being there unfortunately i know exactly <laughs> What you mean? That's, it is unfortunate, but I get that feeling about everywhere I go. Yeah, know, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> especially, <laughs> especially at home. Yeah, oh, that's where deal. you really know that you're not wanted. Your uh, your your pal Hayden Gillum kept you honest all season. C- can you talk about that that situation between you two as friends and on track rivals? Does it does that uh, rivalry on track stay on the track, or do you guys carry it over to your training together and that kind of thing? No, I mean, I, I, I really think it, it stays, uh, it stays at the track. Uh, I, I don't think it always stays on the track. I mean, I, I know, uh, when, when, when we've gotten done with some races and stuff, we, we're a, a little bit mad, but no, when, when, whenever we, we get home, then, then I mean, that's done. We, we, we actually went and played golf today and, uh, ha- and had some fun, and and uh, I I think that that that's what's great about us. Is mean we know we're there to do a job at the races, but when we come home, I mean it's it's just home, and uh, it's it's back to normal. Yeah, speaking of training, you're known as as one of the hardest training riders in the moto america paddock and uh i gotta believe after the the final round of barber you're gonna relax i hope and maybe eat a few cheeseburgers lay around on the couch watch tv for at least a few days and if you need any pointers on how to do any of that it's really your tony's strength i'm the jd beach of, rea- <laughs> of relaxation and cheeseburgers i'm telling you right now <laughs> he can definitely get you pointed he can definitely get you pointed at the sharp end of the fork <laughs> yeah i mean uh after this last weekend, I uh, drove straight home, uh, slept for about two hours uh, Monday, got, uh, got up and did a little uh, workout, and then my day I uh, worked out, rode my bicycle, and now I'm actually waiting to get on the tractor uh, to work to work my track for tomorrow uh and then probably after barber uh i won't 
I'll, I'll probably wait till after like MotoGP and World Superbike is done. Uh, be before I'm done, just in case I get a chance to go there. That would be spectacular. Hopefully, uh, we never want to wish anybody getting hurt, but that's uh, towards the end of the season. That seems like how those some of those rides open up. Somebody falls or uh, takes himself out of the game. Uh, I'm sure with the pressure off now uh, for the title, it's probably good for both you and Hayden. I mean, I know he never wants to concede. No racer does. But once you've conceded, hey, it's, I'm sure, made life a little easier for both of you uh, as far as the competition goes. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, because I got it done now and, and, and he has uh, – Second place, uh, lockdown, and and uh, I I don't. He's pretty relaxed and calm uh, before this, so I, I don't think it's really going to change too much. Yeah, and he's another guy who likes to go flat tracking. You guys, what kind of track are you working in? Is it a flat track, or you got a moto track you're training on? No, so uh, we so we so we've got both, and I, I'm actually uh, down uh, wor- working on. It's not a motocross; it, it's basically a motocross track with out with out jumps. We call so that a corner track. track. Yeah, corner track. Corner yeah. tracks are a blast, yeah. man. You can just rail them things, and if there's a rut, you can follow the rut. But the best is when it's kind of chewed up and got a nice nice mulch all the way around or whatever you know loam, and you just keep the thing pinned, and then. Feet on the pegs. That's you know what we have here, JD. We have in the fall or early winter we have bean field races, and basically we just. I mean, it's just like there's nothing better than a bean field that's untouched. And if there's just been harvested. Oh man, it's so good. And, and I, JD Beach would be trouble. On yeah, he would. Things. He would kill you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> if he was on a 125 and I was on a 450. He would you guys, you kill guys me. just put up two end markers and then it's fast around the two of them, any line you yeah, want? Yeah, pretty much. We, What I like to do is mow it with a skid loader mower or whatever, you know, and then you just, you just, there's like three classes fast, slow, and then minis. And you uh, bungee cord start or flag. I love cheating at both of those. And uh, it's a good time. So <laughs> if, if only you were closer, JD, I'd invite you to beat me because I'm, I've been undefeated for the last three years. Oh, man. Old fat guy smokes them. <laughs> it's called traction, bud. It's you got <laughs> traction. Put yes. a lot of weight transfer on that rear tire. The poor kid that leaned on me in turn two uh, just just finally Still healed. Still getting out of the woods? No, nah, his ACL didn't, oh. didn't, didn't, didn't fare as well. J.D., we're out of time. Who do you want to thank, buddy? Yeah, I mean, I've I, I got to thank my uh, whole team, the Yamaha Extended Service Monster Energy uh, Grave. Bike. I mean, they're 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 a great team, and they they've uh, put they've put up with me for a few years now, and it, it it's been fun, and uh, just looking forward to Barber. Awesome! Congrats, dude. Good job. Can't wait well, to see you, it, Barber JD. I'll come find you in the pits. Awesome! I'll be there. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Lane Michael is in fifth place overall in the Kendall Full Gas Sprint Enduro Series, and uh, he's also an XC1 class racer. He'll join us next. This is Pit Pass. This is Davey Coombs, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. 
Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF R3 Sport Bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin-engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. This is Chris Teeth McNeil. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio, In It to Win It. So we're off here talking about this guy, PJ Romano Fanati. Going down the straightaway, Moto 2 class. He he uh, he's had some altercations with this rider. Yeah. So he's going down the straight and he he reaches over at a hundred and how fast? I I haven't seen the video yet. I've been reading the story on Cycle News. Thank okay. you for well, the, the video, heads up. But the video's on Cycle News. I'm sure. Scroll down. Okay. I'm sure. You know. It's on Racer X. It's on every, it's it's everywhere. So or maybe it's on their Instagram or something. I saw it. Uh, yeah, but they're the, tucked in and shifting gears. Yeah, they're well above 120 <laughs> miles an hour for the guy, sure. The guy just reaches over and grabs his front brake, full tuck. The guy yeah. rides it out. But uh, 
That he, could be. He's done. Oh yeah, that's. They're gonna hang him, right? I would have to think so because it's it's a miracle it didn't go worse. I've seen this move done by a, in a very unfortunate video from Europe at a track day, an an off duty pro racer did this to a track day guy. Oopsie. And the the guy immediately endowed, and you know that's it, right then and there. It's a life threatening event, so this could have been a lot worse for everybody. He's only twenty two. Well, he wasn't not gonna, a track guy. At least, no, no, but, but it's you know it's a race, and God, what was he thinking? It's mo- it's the big stage. There's cameras everywhere. Maybe yeah. nobody will notice. I don't know. Uh, so it was uh, big thanks to Chris Bishop. It was it was Barney. He was the victim of, of the Harley race that they did this. Remember, you said you were. Oh uh, yeah, you grabbed you, him. You, you were comparing it to the guy grabbing the guy's back fender. Uh, and I was just on saying, him, which is totally he different. got in a lot of trouble for it. Is what I was saying, yeah, and, and that was, is nowhere near. It was Tyler O'Hara. Yeah, it was remember? Nowhere, nowhere near as dangerous as this at all. And he got his points revoked, his finish in the race was taken away. And, you know, he's like, who cares anyway? It was a joke. It wasn't what you would call unsafe. It certainly was unfair, as the sanctioning body uh, ruled. That's unfair. You get no points. Okay, so I, I, real quick here. Uh, Fanati told the Italian paper that he intended to withdraw from racing, at least for the. I bet. At least for the foreseeable future, he would complete his studies and perhaps go to work in his grandma's hardware store. He accepts his error, did the stupidest thing of my life, quote-unquote, he told the paper, uh, he, but insisted his intention had not to be in harm Stefano Manzi. So, uh, Fanati had, has received death threats since the incident, <laughs> he said. <laughs> That's not funny, but wow, do people take that stuff seriously. But you're laughing. The press coverage of the incident had been overwhelming, even making the evening news in countries in which motorcycle racing is a niche sport. What country is it not a niche sport besides yeah. Italy? Yeah, well, Spain. It's, uh, Spain. It's pretty major. Spain, okay. Italy. Yeah, yeah. You could say England. I mean, they're pretty serial sure, about okay. it in England. Uh, that that coverage uh, and the outrage generated on in online echo chambers had whipped up some individuals so far as to make threats against Fanati's life. So thanks, Chris Bishop, for that. All right, um, our next guest is Lane Michael, who's a very fast off-road racer, currently fifth, I believe, in the Kenda Full Gas Sprint Enduro Series. And he's also racing in the GNCC, which uh, it, this weekend is in New York, the Parts Unlimited Black Sky. Hopefully the, the hurricane doesn't reach New York and, and, and create just that. But I Lane, hope it doesn't ruin Barber next weekend either. I mean, for real. Oh, it could, yeah. Yeah, it's coming in from that angle. and It's only 30 inches thirty inches of rain in like three hours. Oh, that's so all? it won't be too bad. <laughs> it won't be too bad. I've been in Alabama after hurricanes have rolled up from the Gulf. and the, I've been in Mississippi after after Katrina oh, in yeah, Gulfport. It's, it's no joke. And there was a, cas- an, 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 a casino, a floating casino, that was like a mile inland. Wow insane all right it's weird to see all right lane michael joins us now lane what's up how are you uh not much just finishing uh some supper here and just hanging out watching some tv are you ready for this weekend yeah yeah it should be good i've had a a really good uh summer break if you want to call that i mean we still had some uh some sprint enduros but uh you know i've had a good summer break Uh, i'm feeling really strong really fit and uh, i've been riding really well so definitely looking forward to get back to the the three-hour gncc's what do you think of the sprint enduro versus the the going back and forth from that and GNCC? Is there? I know the intensity level is super high in GNCC, and it blows me away the, the pace you guys go. But sprint enduro is definitely a different animal. Yeah, I think it it's a little more. There's obviously more intensity. I feel like in the uh, the full gas sprint enduros, just because 
you're racing the clock and literally every second half second counts so uh you definitely got to be on your toes but you still got to you know ride pretty mistake free to you know to log that fast time so definitely difficult uh they're two different animals i mean you leave a sprint enduro and you feel fresh like you haven't even raced and you leave a gntc and you don't even want to see a dirt bike for a week so they're definitely definitely a lot different but uh you know i like racing both it's it's, uh good for all around and obviously when you run the full gas it kind of gets your name out there for uh for six days purposes so oh yeah yeah um so this weekend i haven't looked as the forecast they're not calling for weather from the hurricane are they i don't think so to be honest i don't even know where it's at new york i haven't even looked in the direction of where i'm going so uh but i don't i don't think it was supposed to go that far north but um but yeah i, I like i haven't even looked at weather i don't even know where my race is at so let's say uh, you got you just <laughs> flying in you Clearly. are you just gonna drive till you see uh checker flags <laughs> no no i'll look up the directions uh when i drive up i, I drive to, to all the races but uh yeah, I haven't. I don't. It's a new one, so I don't. I don't know where to go on this one. So most of them they're pretty simple. I've, we've been going there for quite a few years, so don't even need the map to get to most of them. But this one, I might have to use the old uh, GPS. The old GPS. What are your thoughts on the schedule this year? From from, uh, I mean, the GNCC pretty much remains unchanged from year to year, with the exception of a few tweaks here and there. Uh, does it make sense? I mean, to to go down south like that, and and uh, you didn't open with the Daytona area round this year are you pleased with that or do you like the summer break what are your thoughts yeah me personally like i'd like to just kind of get them all over with (laughs) and then have a have more of a break but i understand why they do it uh obviously they are they do a lot of the motocross stuff and uh all that so it's just they don't have enough uh personnel to really you know do both series during all summer and then it is hot um which i don't think that's that's not a factor but yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like to just kind of do them all, like stay in the rhythm of just doing them every weekend or every other weekend uh, with the full gas thrown in. But um, but as far as, like, having South Carolina before Florida, I think that's really cool because you kind of get to race, you know, something familiar dirt uh, before going down to, to Florida. Um, so it's just nice to at least get three hours under your belt, like one race before you go to the gnarliest one of the year. But um you know overall it doesn't matter too much how does the you you mentioned it you know that clearly gncc is a a real physical torture test uh at the sharp end of the game do you get to do a lot of uh a lot of training or is it once season starts when you're racing two series do you get much in the way of uh time that you aren't actually racing uh yeah i don't know um yeah, I got a trainer this year um, that I've been working with, and it's been pretty good. Like, for the most part, you know, we take Monday, Tuesday after the race, like Monday's day off, and then Tuesday it's either like a light spin or sometimes I'll ride a little bit. Just It just kind of depends on how the body's feeling. Um, you know, as I've gotten a little older, I can kind of know. I don't, I'm not experienced by no means, but I know a little more, like, when I feel like I need to rest or if I'm capable of doing something, but... You know, you just got to – you can't just be hammering yourself every day necessarily. I mean, some people do, but me personally, like, I wouldn't even want to touch touch a dirt bike on the weekend if uh, if I just rode all the time. So, 
uh, you know, I keep it fun. I cycle a lot with a lot of friends and uh, all that. So it keeps it fun. And, uh, you know, I feel like I've balanced everything, you know, really well this year with running the two series. And, you know, I, I haven't felt like I've burned myself out at all. You mentioned ISDE, um, and I'm the the uh, the team for this year includes Zach Bell. Were you surprised at that? Uh, a little bit, yeah. But I'm not. Uh, from what I've heard, it's kind of West Coast uh, type soil, uh, where chili, where it's going to be, I guess. So, I mean, the kid's fast, obviously. So, um, I just thought it was it caught me off guard uh them picking him just because like for experience but i think they do have a throwaway now so uh but i mean obviously he's a phenomenal rider and uh he's been ripping out west so yeah i, I think they'll be fine they got a really strong team uh with stripes obviously and then taylor caleb and, and, and zach so i think that would have definitely been um the other guy but he's got the a little guy on the way so i think he pulled out to make sure make sure he was here for that and get to spend the time with him uh when he does come so uh but yeah it still definitely caught me a little off guard with him being picked but uh like i said they auntie knows what he's doing so uh he wouldn't pick him if he didn't think he could go out and do well lane you're uh are you racing the same do you race essentially exactly the same bike in both your series yeah so I think a little bit with like suspension stuff, but uh, so there are sometimes a little different. But for the most part, yeah, it's the exact same bike. I don't. Uh, the only thing is, I run a small tank on the full gas bike. We don't need the, the big three gallon tank on there. And are you are you running a four fifty or a three fifty? Uh, I run three fifty. That's you notice that's the real trend, right, Tony? It's anymore. It seems rare to talk to a GNCC guy who races all four fifty. We were talking about this a week or two ago, and we were talking about the uh, um, the the factory edition three fifty isn't available in the United States. Well, actually, two fifty isn't either on the Husqvarna, which is what you're riding. But yeah. um, um, they only have the four fifty factory edition. But KTM has the factory two fifty and four fifty edition. But they don't the do United it States, in the three. But they don't have the three fifty. Right. I wonder if. That'd be something that the the Husqvarna could do. To be, differentiate themselves from yes, KTM, which yes. they're trying to do. Do you know anything about the factory edition versus what you're riding? I mean, I assume you've got some pretty trick parts that we can't buy, or is that an assumption yeah. that's incorrect? No, my uh, so I've uh, fortunate enough with Husqvarna with the contract I signed with them. Like it's, it's pretty much a factory bike. Um you know they supply me with the, the motors and suspension and you know a lot of stuff so i definitely lucked out with that and then uh with kr4 you know we have some personal sponsors on the team that uh that i run their stuff too so uh, i kind of got the best of both worlds uh with that so it's definitely definitely a blessing who's running the kr4 uh so frank keegan and his son colin keegan mm-hmm. they, they're the owners of kr4 there's been some change in, in management there. Is that right? Yeah, so the son's kind of taking it over now, Colin. Uh, his dad, he was doing it, and then he's kind of went back to uh, to work, and he kind of left that to his son to, to take over, and he's been doing a good job. Obviously, he's young, and um, but he's, you know, he's doing well. It's a lot to take in, I'm sure, for, you know, a young, young kid, but uh, I know I probably couldn't do it, <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, he's been doing good, so it's uh, it's cool. It's definitely good to have someone young because they're a little more enthusiastic. 
How is uh, how's Husqvarna doing at the track specifically, like or at the races? When you're out at the races, are you getting the direct support from Husky when you're at a GNCC event? Yeah, uh, yeah. They, I, you know, I speak with uh, all the mechanics and uh, Timmy, of course. Talk to them quite a bit, and they're always out on the track uh, to help me just as much as uh, you know they're two factory guys. So, you know, I get a lot of support from from them and. Um, yeah, it's it's good, and then you know, as long as they supply my mechanic for me as well, uh, which is which is really good. Garrett, he's uh, been a huge help this year. You know, he makes my life very very easy at the sprint enduros. Having a mechanic there, I just kind of run the test and come in, and I get to hang out. And <laughs> he's the he's the one that's got to go out and do all the work for the bike. If if I do tear something up, which you know, hopefully it happens. You know, but, it happened. Oh, so I see Garrett's scheduled to be on the show after you. What do you? What kind of dirt? I don't know him. What? Tell me. What, <laughs> I need a little dirt on him. Ah, uh, he's hard to get dirt on. He's a good kid. He's uh, he's from Pennsylvania, so not too far from uh, actually from where I grew up in West Virginia. And you know, I've always known him uh, to be at the races, and uh, he kind of quit racing and kind of got into mechanicing. And I think he uh, was Grant Baylor's mechanic for a little bit, uh-huh. or I know he was last year, and then. Uh, Timmy assigned them to me this year, and it's been awesome. Him and my dad, they've been hooking up, driving to the races together, and kind of gives my dad someone to talk to. He's uh, my dad, so my dad's always done my stuff for as long as I can remember. And um, you know, Garrett's kind of—he's been my first mechanic that I've had, so it's been uh, it's been huge to to have him. It's a lot of stress taken off me, and uh, and obviously my father and just been nice to have him around he's a good kid and laid back works hard and, uh i've never had an issue with uh with anything he's done to one of my bikes so that's uh that speaks for itself what about his his motorcycle skills his riding skills yeah so he was he was pretty good i think he was like a b rider maybe maybe he raced a class i'm not i don't exactly remember but i just remember being on mini bikes and uh he was always in the class above me i think he was a year or two older than me um but yeah, he was always always racing, and um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly sure when he did kind of quit racing and then started mechanicing. But um, but yeah, he's a good rider. All right, so you got what ten round around ten? You've got uh, thirteen rounds. So you have three rounds left. Um, you're you're uh, I'm looking at your results, Lane from from this year. You finished sixth at the Big Buck, uh, fifth at the Wild Boar and the Swamp. Are you sick of the swamp yet? It's not even a swamp. Uh, There's just a couple spots, so it's not. It's not too bad, and it's not as bad as people make it out to be. It's honestly, it's uh, it's pretty sandy. So, well, I'm telling you, buddy, I've raced it, and I think it's a swamp. (laughs) Oh, it's not bad. (laughs) But then again, the the same year, the general was underwater too. So, uh, you finished seventh there. Steel Creek finished seventh. 12th at Camp Coker, um, Indiana, you went 10th, 10th in the, the John Penton, and then 6th at Tomahawk, and uh, 7th at Snowshoes. So what do you? what's your goal for the last three rounds? Obviously, a win would be great, a podium maybe, top fives. What is it? Yeah, definitely. I just need to be consistent. I mean, it's my rookie year in XT1, and obviously I started out good with the first, uh, first two or three, but I've I had a lot of issues, like even – you know, Steel Creek, I had a decent result, and, um, you know, I lost my front brakes with, I think, three laps to go, and 
then I broke my toes actually at the the first New York race. I did broke my toes on the second lap and, you know, still got to think of six or something. So yeah, the GNCCs hasn't gone very good for me at all. Uh, but it's been a learning year, you know, moving up to the 350, like riding it in practice, like I thought I was killing it and then actually going to the race is a different story. So yeah, I just wanted to, you know, run in the top five and, uh, definitely get on that podium. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm ready and definitely capable and, uh, just, want to put in some good results and uh you know have something have something to talk about going into the off season all right lane michael good job on the show and good job this season keep it up yep thank you guys take care okay we take a break I want to take uh thank race tech the science of suspension for nearly 30 years race tech has been producing the highest quality suspension and components and tools including gold valves for most types of motorcycles and atvs visit their website at racetech.com we'll be right back Hi, this is Doug Henry, Adaptive Snowcross, Winter X Games Gold Medalist, and you're listening to Pit Path. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track, A-D-D-I-X.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA Closure System race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com it's much more than a piston company wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products including forged pistons precision forged clutch baskets and hubs crankshafts camshafts forged connecting rods and valves at wiseco we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle atv snowmobile personal watercraft outboard marine engine or automobile on the market today after 70 years in the business wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more 
than on, there's the high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits. Hey, this is Ken Rockson. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. It's a little bit old news, but we were talking with Lane Michael about the uh, six-day enduro ISD team and uh, the Team USA uh, that would be uh, the trophy team would be Ryan Sipes, Taylor Robert, Caleb Russell, and Zach Bell. And we talked about this a little bit. Little Zach Bell, he he. Uh, they, they say in Chile it's going to be kind of a a West Coast um, atmosphere, West Coast um, terrain that they're going to be racing, which is a good fit. He's been racing the big six out there. I actually raced with him um, last year, maybe. Yeah, last spring. He was out there, and he looked good. Now, that was the last time I'd seen him race a motorcycle since the the race in, uh, I believe it was Dallas or Houston. I'm not sure which, but I was there, and he was he fell off his motorcycle at like 50 feet in the air. And we thought he, was, he, thought, we thought he was dead, and he got up, and he was fine, and he raced, and I couldn't believe it. But anyway, uh, it'll be interesting to see how those boys do. Good luck. That's November 12th through the 17th in Chile. All right, uh, we just finished up a conversation with Lane Michael, who is a uh, one of the top GNCC and Kenda Full Gas Sprint Enduro Series racers. His mechanic joins us now, Garrett Ward. Garrett, how are you? Good, how about you guys? We're doing great. So what we know is about Garrett Ward is you're a good Pennsylvania kid, you're Baylor's old mechanic, you keep Lane's dad's co- dad company going down the road, and you've been a big relief for them. And uh, you're a good mechanic, and you're a pretty good rider. I don't know about the rider for but other than that, that's pretty much on point. <laughs> were, were you a pro previously? I mean, did you race the pro level or just high amateurs? Where'd, where'd you go before you got into the wrenching side? Pretty much like A, locals, B, national. So you were a cherry picker. You said yeah, B, local, a, a, national, B, local. Is that what you just said? Right, the other oh, way. Oh, he other said way it the other way around. <laughs> How's it going, man? Oh, good. Not much. Just trying to get everything packed up for New York this weekend. Yeah, you got a bit of a drive. How far is it for you? I think it's only about five and a half hours, so it's not too, too oh, bad. Oh, it's not too bad. What about the weather? We were talking with uh, your rider, and he didn't seem to know anything. He didn't even know where the race was. Yeah, he's like, much. I don't even know where it is. I don't know what part of New York it's in. I've never been there, and uh, I'll just see you there. So pretty much. Yeah, I'm not too sure where it's at exactly but i looked at the weather and it, i think they were saying it's supposed to be pretty good okay so, so you're not gearing up for a mud or anything like that not yet i mean i guess we'll have to wait to see closer what that hurricane's gonna do but i think it should be pretty good what are the challenges been this year with lane as far as as a rider and is he hard on stuff how does he compare to uh, baylor oh he's way easier on parts <laughs> he's really not that hard on anything in general i mean Really, the only thing we've went through this year is really Shroud. About it. What, uh, what, uh, is it just awesome 
being on, uh, at least having the Husqvarna support, because Lane was telling us, you know, you're getting motors and everything, so you're not having to do a lot of the things that maybe some of the privateer guys are doing, like rebuilding motors. Oh, no, it's definitely a benefit to have that. I mean, pretty much they take care of all the motor work, make sure it's up to their quality, and just anytime I have a question or a problem, I just call one of the guys up, and they'll pretty much answer my question over the phone. Well, that's awesome. Uh, the the series we were talking to to Lane about the series and and all the travel and the break that you get. Even though you guys, I assume you helped him with the with the full gas sprint enduros and that kind of thing. Um, but uh, the season, it's a really long one, but it's not too taxing. You do get some time off. Yeah, it's pretty laid back for the most part. I mean, with the breaks and everything. I mean, I know we get like a week off here and there, and then summer breaks a good bit. It's pretty relaxed for the most part. I know, like, Lane would rather have him more close to stay in that rhythm. And what's, uh, from a mechanic's perspective, I assume, I'm assuming, and correct me if I'm wrong, you probably work a lot harder at a sprint enduro day than you do at a GNCC. Is that is that a fair statement, or are you finding uh, about the same amount of work from your end? Uh, the full gas is probably a little bit more just because every time they're coming in, you're doing, like, breaks like the tires like pretty much just all the basic stuff with the GNCC you get to do it once and then pretty much wait for three hours and see how it held up you you got uh and I don't know what the situation is for Lane but I and on, on the on the team that you guys are running with but you go to a GNCC and you see all kinds of blue shirts out in the middle of nowhere pointing out lines finding lines that kind of thing and you see the uh or orange shirts um do you guys have have uh, that kind of uh luxury to have people out spotting lines and that kind of thing and pointing you which way to go i uh, like the local races we have a bunch of like kr4 people there but then we've been lucky enough with lane with Husqvarna that they actually help us out they give us a radio it's just pretty much help me know what's going on with the lane out there and from the pits uh i mean are you doing all uh, every other form of racing we see, are you giving him gaps when he's coming around? Uh, I mean, are you translating information as he pulls off laps? Yeah, pretty much. We try to hit like three different like checkpoints on the track to try to give him like split time, just like one the gas, just check in like that with him. What are your thoughts on electric pit bikes and being um, able to ride them around and uh, um, get a huge advantage of GNCC? Oh, they're definitely an advantage there. I mean, you can bike the track three times by the time someone does it once. And I know, like, even with me using one to chase lane, I can get the spot way out there and back in the pits before he's anywhere even close. I know, but th- my point is, is there was a time when there was quite a, a scuttle over whether or not they should be allowed. Now I see that they're, and I don't know if they're still doing this, are they still having... Maybe I haven't seen it because they've been on summer break, but are they still having the pit bike races on Friday or whatever it is? Yeah, they still have the e-bike races on Friday. I think there's one actually coming up here, not this round, the next round. Are you into that? I haven't done one yet. Have you ever ridden one? Oh, yeah. I use one every race. I've got one. I've got a KTM that I got at Hicklin Power Sports here here in town. And, uh, and the, we've got more of them. We just got more of them. You did? Yeah. The, I thought we were done with bicycles. And what is he thinking? 
Well, there was a deal on them. <laughs> and it's there. I overpaid. No, no, you didn't. We okay. both know that's not true. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I always get good deals. <laughs> At Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa. Yeah, Highway 141. Hey, Swing on by. Yeah, no, no kidding. Uh, I think they are insanely fun if you like to ride bicycles. I, however, am not a huge fan of bicycling. Yeah, that's what I'm not a big bicycler, but I'd ride one of those for fun just because it's, you can have fun on it to fly around. And Do you follow any other kind of racing besides the, the off-road stuff? Um, I, watch, I just like watch all the Meadows stuff, Supercross, all that. So no, no, no road racing stuff, right? Not really. Okay, so if you get on Cycle News or any of those, even on Racerx on their Instagram, they had it. Uh, this guy, this racer, the Moto Two, which is is Moto GP. It's 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 uh, over six hundred uh, spec class. Yeah, it's overseas Moto GP racing, road racing. The guy going down the straightaway at over hundred mile an hour reaches over and grabs the front brake of the guy next to him. Yeah, I saw that. That was not. <laughs> yeah, there's just not any form of motorcycle racing where that's an okay move. What do you think yeah, about? That? What's your thoughts? I don't know. I have no idea why you would even try to do that. Or even think of it. Yeah, I wouldn't, think, wouldn't I, even think of it. I mean, you. Well, regardless of what he says, you know, in your head, you're thinking, I'm going to hurt this guy. Because that's this, the only outcome that you can really have in your head. I this told the story earlier, Garrett. I, I uh, enjoy uh, when you're going down a long start straight and the guy to the right of you, you just jam on his top, on uh, like stomp on his foot and and downshift the bike. He will He will go backwards. You will, he will not be next to you very long. But this is a different deal. This is like, this could kill you, guy. Yeah, that's pretty much going to end your whole day, if not your career, right there. Well, actually, Romano Fanati is the guy that did it, and he did end his career from the looks of it. He's been he's, he's been, twenty-two, and he may be out of the racing game forever. In a press release, he said he's 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 received death threats, and he's also going to go finish his studies and go work at his grandma's hardware store. And call it good on racing. What a what a drag for for him and everybody. Yeah, I know. And, and he uh, clearly he's going to regret it for literally ever if he hasn't already. Yeah, no, I'm sure he yeah. does right now. All right, we're going to have to take a break. It looks like we're good, Zach. All right, Jack says we're good. Um, Garrett, I want to ask you this: uh, as far as um, Lane Michael, your your rider, we've we were talking to him. Um, previous interview here and we were talking about his finishes uh he had a sixth a fifth a seventh pretty much top 10 guy every single round except for uh camp coker in south carolina which he was only 12th but um what are your thoughts there as far as uh his finishes and, and being with a top 10 guy is that are you are you pleased with that is there any kind of bonuses for a top 10 guy or is it pretty much just salary um, I think they get bonus to the most. I'm not too sure on that aspect of it, but like I'm talking about for the mechanic. Oh, yeah, there's there's some bonuses involved with that. Like we talking Dairy Queen, or are we talking like Red Lobster? <laughs> might get some Red Lobster out of it. Might get some Cheddar Bay biscuits coming up. Oh man, I love those. I love biscuits. those things too. Like, <laughs> who doesn't? Look at me. I love them. <laughs> I'm gonna go get some after the show. <laughs> All right, Garrett. Uh, anything before we cut you loose, man? It's been fun having you on. I appreciate you. I appreciate you jumping in with us. Oh, no problem. Anytime. All right. Well, good luck. Have fun this weekend. All right. Thanks. All right. Uh, I wanted to uh, 
talk a little bit with you, PJ, about uh, the other classes in MotoGP that took place uh, this past weekend. Moto3? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm really not happy because I didn't get to watch any of this. How about MotoGP? MotoGP, what about, I mean, I, we, we went through the results. It was Dovey killed it. A mm -hmm. um, little bit surprised actually that he came so far forward the bigger surprise for me is how far back lorenzo is that's just what do you make of it i i don't know it's like he's lost sometimes and then he, he'll come back next week for all, the next race and just floor you with his astounding speed the guy is clearly just, you think there's something going on there or what I, because if you see a rider that's just doesn't all doesn't over the look map. right and then you see a flash of brilliance and you're like wait a minute yeah, there is. There's Dovey. There's or there's Lorenzo. Or yeah, Lorenzo he, or whoever. He, yeah, I mean it happens to other guys. It just seems like this year it's happened to Lorenzo a lot. Like mm -hmm. he'll go from the top of the charts to he's in left field and it's like he's not even in the same race with the other guys. Mm -hmm. I, I I can't explain it. His bike's clearly good, and it's his last year on the Ducati. He's clearly psyched about going somewhere else. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how next year goes. Uh, having a there's going to be some good stuff next year. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. If anybody has any uh, helpful pointers, I'm looking at you, Bishop, about how to get this sling thing worked out so I don't miss all my racing, let me know. Here's some uh, 217 kilometers per hour is how fast they were going. And according to Chris Bishop, uh, Fanati's fall That's from Grace... That's 140-ish, 135, 140. Fanati's fall from Grace started a while back when he was hired for the VR46 team and fired not long after... He had been fighting with his teammates and fellow VR46 Academy classmates, so that's interesting. All right, uh, big thanks to J.D. Beach, Lane Michael, and Garrett Ward. We're going to take a break. Hour number two, Jay Newton and Briar Bauman. This is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. There's more right after this. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber.
Pass Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Hour number two of the program, Pit Pass Radio, now part of the Front Porch Media Group. Heard around the world on the internet and right here in Des Moines, Iowa, in the iHeart Radio Studios, 1460 KXNO. Hour number one, we had a good time with J.D. Beach, Lane Michael, and Garrett Ward. Hour number two, we're going to talk to road racer Jay Newton and flat tracker or dirt tracker, excuse me, American dirt tracker, Briar Bauman. How about this? The Bauman boys went one and two, and I don't, I, I'm going to have to, f- look this up but who what brothers Hayden's didn't even have to go there first and second and third they took the whole podium at Springfield one two and three yeah that's right <laughs> besides the that though. besides that I don't know of it ever happening mm-hmm. interesting uh, but uh, we've got uh, a little open time scheduled as well uh, we thank you for listening we appreciate it jay newton is going to be our first guest in hour number two he's in fourth place overall in the liquid molly junior cup just two points behind ashton yates in new jersey he won sunday's race and plays third on saturday he comes from montgomery texas worked his way up to the cmr racing ranks he joins us now jay newton what's going on hey guys how are y'all good how are you um i'm doing great after this weekend <laughs> Yeah, you have put yourself right into the mix, man, and you are, uh, do you guys get two races at uh, at Barber, or is it just going to be one? I know at some rounds, you guys get, a, you know, two races yeah. in the junior, and some you only get one race. Yeah, no, it's going to be uh, two races Saturday and Sunday, so, uh, so there's sure 50, I look forward to it. There's 50 points on, on uh, ask there, which means you could make quite the move. You could still uh, run, as, you could run up to second, right? I mean, it's believable. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, and uh, you know that's my plan. You know, I, going into Barber, I'm definitely looking to uh, try to get to second in the championship, and uh, definitely not going to be looking back. Just going to look for uh, move forward from there, and uh, you know, most importantly, just have fun. So, so what has happened late in this season that's uh, clearly got you on the hurry it up now pace uh did you do you find something with the bike or are you just starting to gel with it what's going on um honestly like we started off the season uh you know the cali 400 and the uh ktm 390 they were definitely uh the dominant ones in the and the uh later or earlier part of the season but um you know they've tried to equal out all the bikes and you know i think I'm on a great bike now, and, um, you know, the Yamaha R3 is doing really good. Um, I've had an up-and-down season. Um, it's been a struggle, um, but I have had my great moments, and, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, New Jersey went really good for me. Um, I went third on Saturday with uh, my whole team, um, Mark Edwards and uh, Kevin Almeida. They were on the podium as well with me, and, uh, and then Sunday, I won the race so um yeah i'm just i feel like i really gelled well with the bike and uh it was pouring rain the whole weekend so um i feel like i've gotten a lot of practice since i've been down here in texas uh it's been raining quite a bit so i've got a lot of uh rain riding in so i think that's kind of worked to my advantage but yeah i'm super uh pumped about this past weekend so 
And you said uh, regarding parity, yes, we've we've all heard it from multiple racers as well as Moto America. They were well aware we're going to have to move some things around when this season started because what used to be, for our listeners who don't know, what used to be a spec class, essentially this very lightweight class on the Moto America weekends, everybody ran RC390s up until last year. Now it's open to all OEMs. Not everybody makes an apples-to-apples bike. You you don't have five different uh, 300 two-cylinder bikes. You got a 390 single. Are you, are you, but you said Ninja 400s. I know they've come out with them. I didn't think that's yep. what, you know, they show up in the points, current Moto America points. They're listing them as Ninja 3s. Are they, in fact, Ninja 4s? Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, they're the Cowboy 400s. Um, I mean, that's what Ashton is on. Um, yep. So, They've they just got them listed incorrectly. That's out at the well, at in the standings. So yeah. for the fans who don't know, yeah, they, and it's an overdog, and there's been plenty of said about that bike. Uh, but clearly, that you you think it's as as good as you can expect from a racer's perspective. Like you don't feel like you're fighting a, a losing battle every time you line up now. Um. Yeah. Not not as much. Um. You know. I, I <laughs> not as much anyway. Yeah, not as much now for sure. So, uh, yeah, no, Yamaha's uh, done really well, and um, I, I think next year hopefully we'll see what they come out with. But um, I look forward to you know hopefully being on another Yamaha next year. So, um, yeah, it should be good, and I look forward to it. So, you've done some Superstock 600 class racing too, haven't you? Yes, I have. So and that was in 2015. Okay, I thought it was a while back. Uh, so going down to the uh, the class that you're in, the, the, I wouldn't say go down, but the uh, on that smaller motorcycle. Yeah. Um, how do you do? You feel like you're you're uh, slapping the horse on the butt, saying "Let's go" sometimes, or you know, you learn a uh, lot about corner speed. I assume. Yeah, for sure. Um, honestly, the smaller bikes, I feel like teach you so much more corner speed. Um, and honestly, we went with the 300 this year just because, you know, last year I took off um, road racing. I actually went uh, American flat tracking um, last year, and I'm doing some this year. But, um, you know, I we, we won a championship. That's, that's the goal, and uh, that's why we went with this class. And, yeah, I mean, it should should be good so um over i mean overall it's been a good year so and to refresh our memory uh jay do they do they have an age cap on this class uh they certainly did when it was the 390 cup and i can't remember if that's moved around yeah it's actually i think if i'm not mistaken it is 16 to 26 so it's a pretty big uh range but you know i think that it kind of helps out if you're a, a newer rider and you're still you know in your 20s or whatnot and uh you're just getting into racing and you want and you're doing good in the club level and you want to try to go you know ride uh in North america so i think it's and i it, think it's good so it keeps the really fast guys who are uh hanging around in that uh sv you know the 
the yeah. twins class, there'd be some cherry picking dudes coming down if uh, if there wasn't a cap. Uh, they, you know, the bounty hunters are bounty hunters. If there's money out there that has their name on it and the rules don't prohibit them, there'd be some. So it's good to keep. I think good to keep those guys out of the class. This is for up and coming racers. Yeah, you're right. It's it's not so much about the age. You're you're finding experience level at the at this level of racing uh, is what the class is supposed to be building. Yep, for sure. So, so you, uh, the, the, what's what's in store for the off season? What's in store for next year? What do you got cooking? You know, honestly, uh, we're me and the uh, MonkeyMeadow.com dot com team. Um, we are looking to move up to the six hundred class on NR six, um, but you know, our options are also open to race in the three hundred class again next year because you know. Like I said, we really want to get a uh, championship under our belts, and um, but I think I am ready to move up to the 600s. Um, you know, I've I ride that in our local races also. So um, yeah, I have uh, experience on the 600s as well. So um, for off season training, you know, I look forward to uh, riding more flat track. Um, you know, cycling all the all the good stuff to keep you prepared for uh, next season. So, you race Jay down at the boot camp. Yeah, so uh, Texas and boot camp. Um, I've been there, you know, since it first started. Uh, really good friends with Colin Edwards. So that's kind of where I all where it all started for me uh, for flat tracking. Um, I I just ride there for fun. Um, Colin kind of took me under my uh, under his belt and. Uh, you know let me let me ride out there whenever i want so uh yeah i'm su- super thankful for that and um i still go out there sometimes but unfortunately uh i actually moved to dallas um this year uh to, with my main sponsor um monkey moto and uh the agv sport side of uh things and yeah so it's been good but I'm, uh, now you're three plus. Now, now you're three plus hours away from the camp. Yeah, yeah. So, but I, I still c- go and visit sometimes, and uh, yeah, hopefully I can get back down there soon and see my peeps. Are you doing any? Uh, you said you're doing some flat track, which is we all know great training. Does Texas do indoor series in the winter, or is it all outdoors? Uh, I mean, honestly, there is no. Uh, <laughs> there's not really a whole lot of. Uh, flat tracking in Texas. Uh, there's VDTRA, but um, they they go to some some tracks. But as far as that, there's not a whole lot. So, like so you, I said, you're uh, going north. Where is the flat track yeah. in, in the winter, though? Because it's Ohio is obviously too cold. Illinois has indoor series. Um, Illinois, Kentucky. I think there there's a yeah, but he's not going yeah. clear up there. Surely, are you? Why not make a road trip? Yeah, there's. <laughs> I think there's some money for fast guys at those deals too. You Come know, on up, I guess. Yeah, so I mean, uh, flat track super good. That's honestly why I kind of got into it last year. Uh, I only rode a flat track five times before Daytona last year, and just went into it, you know, hoping I would do good. And you know, at Daytona, I ended up tight for my first time. I was like, all right, well, I guess we'll keep with it uh, for the rest of the year, and you know. I made every main besides one for my first year in flat track, 
uh, with American flat track. That is, that's impressive right there, man. That's every bit as impressive as what you're doing. I mean, that's, those guys are no joke out there. Uh, yeah. They, no, in every class, if they're in in the AFT American yeah. flat track series, they are legit take you down racers out there. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, I'm super grateful that I got to do that. Uh, big thanks to Monkey Pumps for, uh, you know, helping me out to get out there and race with them and it's been awesome racing with all those fast guys so it's been good are you uh you mentioned you're also going to be riding your 600 are you doing so uh, i assume you're racing in the texas road racing uh series what's it cmra yep. yep cmr and then are you doing perhaps the where a grand national final over at barber again um, um. I don't think so. Uh, right now, I'm leading the overall championship um, in CMRA, and it happens to be the same weekend um, as the uh, one of our races is one of, is the same weekend as uh, the GNF. Yeah, the GNF. So that's it's unfortunate. So I haven't gotten to go uh, qualify yet. So uh, for the GNF, which is a bummer. I was hoping to go out there, but. Oh, you can still run. You can still yeah. run. You just can't run every race. You know, you can't get into the yeah. locals. You can get yeah, there's there's ways to run, but I get it. If you're defending or if you've got a title in play in your local series, you're gonna yeah. win clean up that title first. Yep, yep, for sure. You know, I I would go race the GNF, but we look at it as, you know, if if I get this which they so what they do is they disqualify you even if you do you can go race but you just get disqualified at at the end of the race or whatever. So, um, yeah, you know, at, at that point we were like, you know what, we'll just stay here, you know, do our deal here and try to get the championship. And, um, yeah, I actually leave, uh, this weekend to go to Hallett, Oklahoma, um, to race with CMRA. Um, and hopefully I can, uh, get some wins there and then, very next weekend, we head to Barber Motorsports Park for the last round of Moto America. So, you're not going to grab anybody's front brake going down the straightaways, are you? Man, can't <laughs> believe it. I hope not. That's not, that's not the plan for sure. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a hot topic right now. Sure is. We've been talking about it for the last two hours. It's it's just it, it's so unconscionable. I mean. Tony, you've seen red plenty when you got your helmet on in the middle of a race. I certainly have. I could see slapping the guy upside the head or something, yeah, slapping on the back of the head or something. foolish, but, but boy, going for yeah. that front brake is, yeah. it's a whole nother ball game. There's, you know, it quits yeah, being honestly. cute or funny at that point. It's not, that's not funny. Yeah, I know. I mean, I, honestly, I can't believe MoGP only banned him for two races, um, but now, obviously, you know, the team kicked him off, so uh, I don't think he really has any options. Yeah, and the, it, it's not over yet. The FIM, yeah, the FIM has said, we're going to continue to talk about what else we're going to do. Yeah. But and immediately, he can't, even if somebody wanted to give him a bike, he's out for two yeah. races. After I think I think they're going to do more to him. I don't yeah. see how they aren't. I it's, heard he re- lost his race license altogether. I don't know if that's uh, good. Good. I mean, he should. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I mean, you don't do that with someone going, you know, 170 miles an hour on a Moto Two bike. I mean, yeah, it's just it's not. Ridiculous. It's not okay. You know, it's unfortunate when we lose life in 
It's it's a dangerous sport. You don't yeah, add, I mean, you don't add to the danger by doing foolish no. things. I'm cracking jokes yeah. at it, but that's that is pretty dirty. I mean, he does yeah. he does deserve to work at his grandma's. Not that there's yeah. anything wrong with work, working at a, at a True Value Hardware or something, <laughs> no, or hardware store, but but it's if, a long ways from professionally racing a motorcycle where he was three uh-huh. days ago. Yep, for sure. Yeah. Oh, here we. I got more on this. Italy's. Uh, the FIM is gonna. Authorities in Italy are actually thinking of pressing criminal charges. Is Chris Bishop just feeding me this stuff, or is this... uh, it's just you? I'm not getting it. <laughs> That's, he might be making it up, and he might not be. He, he seems pretty dialed into the. Yeah, I mean, he's into it. Yeah, because it, it it has happened before. I've he's seen. He's 100 serious. He says, "Okay, All I've right. seen a video of a a legitimate racer." chopping somebody's front brake over in Europe at a track day and yeah. it was not pretty and the bike immediately endowed and in the I middle of a straight in the middle of a straightaway the guy went straight over the bars man bad deal yep that's a bad deal well let's not do that Jay yeah no that's uh, definitely not in any of my plans that's that's a flat tracking trick right there you can do it on the flat track there it's it's fine there <laughs> where there's no f- where there's no front brake go brake. ahead and stab at it <laughs> yeah go for it there's nothing there man there. i was at i was down at springfield and uh i can't remember who it was he was on a kawasaki but he started swapping going down the the the, the starting line straight and i'm telling you what i thought i was going to see something horrible yeah, it the bike like, going up and over the fence. Oh, or he was he was he was full to the stops both sides, and three inches from the from the guardrail. It was bad, and he rode it out, and he did it twice, twice going down the straight. I'm like, you got a problem with your setup yeah. or something, there, buddy? Oh no, that's how he knows when to shut off. Man, <laughs> <laughs> pretty wild. You like road racing or dirt tracking better? Good question. I I would say uh, road racing for sure. Um, just because. I don't know, I've been doing it, and that's uh, where my heart is, but I definitely have a spot uh, for flat track. Uh, I definitely get more nervous doing flat track. You know, the the speeds are high, the racing's a lot closer. Um, so, yeah, but, I, you know, I really enjoy it, and uh, I look forward to doing more of it. Racing's closer, man. If you're racing a 600 anywhere, I've seen a 600 race. <laughs> Boy, turn turn one's no joke. I mean, the one yeah. year and a half that I ran in the 600 class in Wera, turn one was like, oh, my God, what am I doing diving in here with all these other <laughs> equally-minded idiots with uh, turn one was it's a free-for-all in a 600 race. Uh, I don't know if you guys watched the, uh, the race on Saturday of my race, but actually um, me and Ashton, we were going down fourth gear wide open, at the start and uh his bike got caught into a gear or whatever or into first and uh cory ventura started moving over on me because he had no choice because he had other guys moving on him. i had nowhere to go literally hit my uh shoulder so hard on ashton's uh elbow or like i don't know i hit his side that's all i know and uh there's like you know the metal like pieces they have on your shoulders for leathers oh yeah and, and yeah, it indented, indented it so bad. Like, it's, like, literally, like, it looks like Put a, a dent in the... Usually yeah, those but, things are made out of titanium or something, I thought. Yeah. Titanium's yeah. actually... It'll dent. I, yeah, I, oh, I, mean, I know. I hit, a, I, I hit him with my shoulder, like, fourth gear wide open, so... <laughs> wow. Didn't feel too good. Well, you gotta be careful. Nobody, nobody went down. Yeah, luckily no one went down, so... 
Well, Jay, good luck. Uh, who do you want to thank that helps you go racing? Uh, I would like to thank uh, MonkeyMoto.com, AGB Sport, um, Yamaha, uh, Graves, Arise, um, K-Tech, man, everyone. I can't thank them enough uh, for making it happen. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can uh, keep keep it going. So, All right, Jay Newton, good job. Yep, thank you. All right, we're going to take a break. This portion of the show is brought to you in part by Wiseco Performance Products, carrying a full line of forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets, clutch hubs, crankshafts, forged connecting rods, valves, and more for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine, and automobile on the planet. For one name, one solution, visit Wiseco.com. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dean Wilson, number 15. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days it's a fact the best you've ridden is the best you know until you've ridden race tech suspension you haven't experienced the best suspension possible race tech is the science of suspension for atv and utvs motocross freestyle and stunning off-road supermoto road race sport bikes cruisers touring and vintage bikes as well as adventure riding with gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our g3s custom series shocks you too can have the Race Tech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Race Tech products and applications, visit our website at racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high 
high-performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long-travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual-sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey, this is Mike Lafferty, eight-time National Enduro Champion, and you're listening to Fit Pass Radio. Well, it seems like a reoccurring theme is uh, with weather affecting motorcycle racing. It seems like we've been talking about it all year long, all season long, in different genres, whether it be flat track or road racing or motocross, um, off-road. Woods racing. And, uh, yep, so uh, it was this past weekend was no exception in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, the Harley-Davidson-Williams Grove Half Mile Presented by Appalachian Harley-Davidson, uh, was scheduled to, uh, they, they actually moved it up in the program. They started uh, 6 and 6.15 Eastern Time, respectively, which is uh, uh, sooner than it was supposed to be. And that did not seem to bother the Bauman boys. They uh, Briar Bronson, they, they took one and two, and that hasn't been done, I don't think, since the Haydens. But I, I'm sure Nobody I, I can think of. I'm sure Briar Bauman knows this. Briar, welcome to the show. Congratulations. Yeah, hey, I uh, appreciate it. Thank you for having me. So, has anybody done that since the Haydens? No, I've uh, I've seen a lot of posts on Facebook and stuff like that. Everyone kind of getting arguments and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, as far as the records show, I think that the Haydens were the last ones to do it. They uh, they had three of them on the podium, but unfortunately, it's only not unfortunately, but there's only two of me, me and Bronson. So. Yeah, we took the first two spots, and it was uh, kind of an honor to do it, uh, or be the first to do it since then the Haydens have done it. How special is that to to share that moment with your brother? It was actually more. It was just an, it was mind blowing. Honestly, once you know, I was rolling around, and I come off turn four and go across the checkered flag, and I was pretty pumped up. And I looked back, and I saw thirty seven Bronson. And uh, honestly, the first thing that came to mind, I'm like, man, did I lap him? Like, did I? It was weird just because I he'd been a little bit off all day and uh, and then he comes rolling up to me and he's giving me the number two sign like he'd just taken second and I was I was kind of shell shocked I'm like no way I uh, rolled the rest of the lap and usually I'm losing my mind celebrating going crazy and I, I rolled up to get the checkered flag to do my or do my checkered flag lap with my mechanic I'm sitting there and and then all of a sudden it hit me like a wall and I'm like I just lost it couldn't believe it um, yeah so. To, uh, to share it with my brother and for him to pass Jared and, and take second rather than it be like a first and a third and for us to be as dominant as we were in that main it's, it's something that you don't really hear about too often so it's uh, it was definitely really special yeah especially uh, this season uh, you're the seventh different winner this year in AFT uh, in the Twins class and Jared Meese is the only guy who's won more than one uh, I mean he's been dominant and you guys put it on him. Uh, I mean, it's got to, 
in this series, putting putting uh, putting me's behind you means you're actually really uh, at the sharp end of it all. I mean, and again, congrats, and you've made a jump in the points. You're now up to third, and gosh, I mean, you're probably thinking, wouldn't you like to make it second? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a ways out of second, and uh, the way the season's gone, we uh, we started the year out on on Kawasaki's and. And the new Indian motorcycle is, is pretty insane, honestly. They did such a good job uh, designing that, that race engine and, and putting together a bike that basically anyone there for a little while could go and buy and, and you know, go and race and win on. Um, you know, I, uh, I'm i riding a bike that is pretty much stock. It is, it's 100% stock besides the suspension. And uh, we just won a national on it against the factory team. So it shows how good the Indian is right out of the box. But, yeah, just to be you know, one of the big things I was telling my, my team owner was I, I just want to be relevant again. You know, we were going through a, a phase where we weren't really making any progress and we were missing main events due to mechanicals and stuff like that. So, yeah, if, I, if there was any way I could end up second in the championship, it'd be, it'd be incredible. But right now, I just want to finish the year strong on two, uh, with two miles. And we got our, our win. And I think you said we're the seventh winner of the year. And just to be back in the mix with everyone week in and week out it's kind of, uh, kind of been, been great and a lot of fun. Well, Briar, and it's the second event in a row where you were the you were the best qualifier. So clearly, you're coming together with the bike. I mean, you're you're on the gas from the beginning of the event, which has got to make the whole night go a lot better when you know you're up front. Yeah, I actually well, I, I in qualifying practice, I've been the fastest the last three rounds, and that was a TT in Peoria, and then uh, and then the mile in Springfield, and now the half mile in in uh williams grove and i had a lot of pressure actually just because i've been been really quick early on but not that a fourth at springfield or a second henry wilds at peoria is anything to, to be ashamed of because obviously they're both you know henry peoria is he's won 14 of those and in springfield just a totally different animal once you get there and you get in the mix with guys like brian smith and jared and jeffrey carver they uh they got those places pretty much on lock they, they're so smart and they're good racers they know what's going on and i was just I'm just trying to learn, you know. So, yeah, to be able to, to steal the deal and go all the way through with it uh, in Williams Grove on the shortened program, and our main event was a little bit of a mess. We had a couple red flags due to incidents, and then we were getting some sprinkles during the red flag, and it was just uh, it was a drawn-out main event. But to be able to finish it off and, and be quick on all these different disciplines is it's been pretty good for me. It's a good confidence boost for sure. I want to touch on Henry Wiles a little bit. Well, first, to, he to, – being behind Henry Wiles at Peoria is, is that's there's nothing. I mean, he obviously he's he's the king of Peoria, right? Um, and also, do you think he frosts his hair, or do you think he's like <laughs> highlighting his hair? Do you think maybe he should cut that thing, or what is that thing? Is that his real hair, or those plugs, or what is that? What's going on with Henry? And I well, first being being anywhere near him on the track, whether he has extensions for his mullet or whatever you have going on. <laughs> <leaf blonde>. That's <laughs> awesome. It's intimidating nonetheless. The guy could have lots of love going on and he's still going to win Peoria. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, man, I don't know. I, I've heard rumors that he's bleached it or not bleached it, but he did highlights and stuff like that. I think it's highlights. Yeah. yeah he gets it prepped every week before he gets to the track. I heard he has it shampooed and conditioned or whatever you want to do at the, the local salon. But no, he doesn't. This hey. is That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I can't uh, wait to... It's working for him. He's, he's going good everywhere this year. He's second in the championship, and like I said, Peoria, he he could show up uh, with a shaved big razor head. He could show up with 
you know, full fluffy mane. He's he's going to be the guy for sure. And he's you know the interesting thing, not to blow his horn when we're talking to you, Briar, the man of the this past weekend. You know, everybody, including Mees, has had a throwaway round with uh, with no points. Wiles is the only guy who hasn't done that, and you know that's. He's not he's not always at the top of the pile, but he does finish every weekend and puts points on the board, which it definitely matters in the long run. He's only one Peoria. I mean, he's been a top three, top five guy, couple three sevenths, one uh, at at uh, Sturgis he or the Black Hill Speedway, whatever it is. He he finished eleventh, so not you know that was his off race if if that's an off race. But I got to tell you that the race at uh, Springfield, I was there watching that man. That was that was an insane race. That was so good. Yeah, yeah. No, Springfield. That's uh, that was one of the one of the first times I've been in the lead draft. There's always a couple guys who break away from the rest of the field, and uh, yeah, I mean, watching it was kind of weird. I got a bad start and kind of had to play catch up a little bit. It took me about ten laps to get up to the lead draft with those guys, and I felt like I had pretty good speed. But once I got to them. I kind of, kind of went to. Man, I was just, I was surprised. I just didn't know what to do. I kind of got stunned a little bit. And watching Brian Smith and Jared Mees go back and forth, I kind of, as insane as it sounds, I'm a pretty big fanboy. I, I, I follow these guys, and these are guys that I've always like looked up to and watched on the races. And all of a sudden, I'm following around a, a racetrack that I went and watched them at growing up. And uh, I'm watching Brian Smith kind of do his thing on the mile. Springfield is one of the more dominant guys there. Um, Jeffrey Carver, like he, he has, uh, he has this confidence about Springfield that you see him when he's on the bike. Like he'll roll you on the outside, and cut down, and, and just make these moves that you wouldn't typically see him do. And it's kind of like, I, I you don't think about it when you're out there because you're you're going through the motions and you're racing and you're doing your your job. But it's like, man, I, I'd imagine some of these things that are going down are pretty cool to watch from the grandstands or, or for a fan or a spectator standpoint. Because that's kind of what I was doing for. 20 of the 25 laps I was watching them do their deal and I was kind of like holy cow these guys are insane but at the same time I'm still kind of making my moves and kind of shuffling my my cards a little bit to see where I stood but yeah that's a, that's a racetrack everyone needs to try and get to because uh, it's always like that. Yeah it's always good racing and, and you know if you go back and look there's been all through history there's been really good finishes at Springfield. Um, now that you have that win, though, Briar, and, and coming off of uh, Williams Grove, and I want to talk about that track, but uh, do you feel like, you know, we talked to a lot of racers. We followed, uh, in, for example, Justin Brayton, good friend of mine, grew up here, races Supercross. He's Honda guy. Um, there was a time when he didn't feel like he belonged up front, and he finally got a Supercross win this year at Daytona of all places. Yeah, awesome. But and had a great season because of it. But we watched it in arena cross over the years with him and he just he would get way out in front and and then just his race would kind of fall apart because he just he didn't feel like he belonged up there. And and you're you made the comment you're a fanboy. Do you say lady boy or fanboy? Fanboy. <laughs> okay, fanboy. I thought that's is. what I thought you said, but <laughs> get it okay, straight. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, big big jump there. I'm teasing, Brian. Um, but you say you're a big fanboy, so you think about you know it's like, do you now that you've won and you've you've beat all those guys, do you feel like okay, this is where I belong? And with that confidence, I mean, you've you've had some second place finishes this year, um, but do you know what I mean? Do you feel like okay, now I'm one of the guys, and and I'm and I'm and I'm gonna win next week? 
Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's weird because even though I got fourth at Springfield, that was kind of like the turning point for me. Um, I had the same turning point last year. You go out, like, at a place like Lima, and for me, that's where I won my first race last year. I'm twin with Lima, Ohio, and it rolls over for you. You just kind of have this, it's weird because it's like a switch. And uh, it's crazy how one round can change your entire season. Um, and, yeah, last weekend in, uh, or two weekends ago in Springfield, a lot of people kind of kind of chalked me down as not so good on the mile. And I went out and I was, you know, I fast qualified. I had the fastest heat race and the fastest semi. And even taking fourth in the main event and being right there at the, at the line was kind of like a win. And it was, for me, that was kind of like, all right, throughout the week I just kind of had it chalked down in my mind like alright these guys didn't think I was very good at this place um, at, a, at, a, at one of the miles and, and now we're going to a clay half mile where I've always been pretty good I think they're uh, they're they're going to be really surprised on what we show up with and where we're going to stand at the end of the night and yeah it's just one round it, it just puts you in such a different mindset you uh, all of a sudden when you're rolling out for practice you're not thinking alright I want to see how far away they get from me you're, you're kind of thinking alright where am I going to pass them at and just kind of turns your whole day when you get to the track into into the, the competitiveness that you need to have every weekend as far as a winner rather than just a guy that's getting through the night and uh yeah it's, it's a big deal um i know i was in in daytona when justin Brayton won and i know i know the feeling it, it changes your whole outlook on what you're doing at the track every weekend and you get the can't be secondary satisfaction of beating your brother because uh having brothers it, it nothing feels better than whipping your brother. Just nothing. <laughs> no, there there isn't anything. I mean, he uh, he tried giving me some grief this week. He's actually been staying with me over the last couple of weeks, so that's pretty fun. And we we rode to the track together. Um, he was staying with me and Shannon here in Pennsylvania, just because we're pretty close to the track. And and it was kind of insane that uh, that him and I rode to the track together. And it's not very often the guys who go one, two in the national, let alone are they brothers, but go to the racetrack and spend the week together before. And, uh, he was trying to give me some grief that, Oh man, I was rolling up on you about halfway through or something. And I'm like, ah oh, man, no, nah, I was kind of, kind of easing off her. Like, I'm just trying to bring her home. So <laughs> yeah. I think that you think at all. Yeah. It, you guys can have that debate all through Thanksgiving dinner. That's when it really gets to be fun when you get to yeah. lord it over him in front of the rest of the family. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's always been fun. And yeah, just to, it's still mind blowing to me that when I look back, I saw a 37 just because I'd passed Jared. And like you guys said, if you do anything with Jared on uh, on a race weekend, you're typically in a pretty good spot. So when I look back and saw him and, and him not very far off, I'm going, no way. So, yeah, they're good conversations that we get to have here, uh, here over the holidays. Do you ever, uh, do you ever, uh, go down the straightaway and in, in the middle of the straightaway and jam on somebody's brakes or anything like that no no i stay away from that luckily we don't have front brakes very often <laughs> not very often hey now you do though you got daytona you got yeah, um, you, know, you, you got a few rounds peoria. There, peoria yeah 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 no I'm, I'm into the front brakes i just would rather touch mine than anyone else's yeah I, uh, I know there's enough guys that struggle on the front brakes and what we do anyway i'm like i don't need to help them at all isn't that crazy that was the most insane thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it just doesn't seem real. So you got the big grand awards party coming up in Manhattan next month. Are you are you stoked to be going to that? Are you going? I assume you're going. You know, you you definitely will be uh, near the near the head table. I'd imagine. 
Yeah, I'm uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it. We have a, a lot of stuff going on right now, but if I can, it's going to be great. I uh, I would love to. You going to go, Tony? Mm. Manhattan. Mm. Flat track party? Mm. Didn't Car say he was going to get us tickets? No? Was it here? No. It's tough to get tickets out of that guy, man. I would, I would like to... Yeah, no, I'll, I'll be there. I, I just like to give him a hard time. Um, yeah, that'll be fun. It's it's cool that everyone kind of cuts loose a little bit. You know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of serious guys throughout the year, and I mean, I'm actually one of the probably the least serious as far as as on race day. But uh, but yeah, once you get to that party, it's kind of funny to see guys like Jared who are always so so uptight. All business. Yeah, all business know. not today yeah those are the guys that have like two drinks and you have to hold their hold them up and oh yeah hold their hair for them <laughs> yeah they, dude, i give them a hard time because they'll have two coronas and he is just like on the floor like, yeah ready to win another national i'm like relax guy like he's he's that guy this is the party this is the party we got a, we got a little bit of an off season here there's a, there's supposed to be an off season yeah the the guys who don't i Tony and I are seasoned veterans, uh, not so much about the racing, more about the uh, after bench racing sessions. And uh, I do yeah. better at the lake these days. Uh, and the lake, I'm also becoming quite the veteran of the lake. And my boat doesn't float without beer on it, I found out the hard way the other day. So, oh, really? Yeah, it just won't float without it. Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, guys, uh, guys who don't drink, professional athletes in other words, guys who don't drink religiously. Uh, like my Irish self maybe does. Yeah, it's funny how quickly it how quickly it affects them. Uh, you know, and it's really not something I can even brag about. So hey. what do you what do you have? Two races left. Yep, yeah, we got two more races, and that's over. Canterbury and Meadowlands. Yeah. What do you, you look forward to? Those? Yeah. Well, I've never. I know that they raced in uh, in Minnesota quite a few years ago. I think it was six six or seven years ago, and I. I didn't get to ride that track and and uh the final round um it's our first time there so i'm looking forward to it you kind of go online and look up on youtube or whatever uh the whatever races they had there what the track looks like and oh yeah it looks like the, yeah you kind of some of them are you can go on and watch them horse races and get into that a little bit but i watched uh, snowcross there back in the late 90s canterbury <laughs> shakopee is it in shakopee yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. where it is. Yeah, I've been to that track a couple times. So, uh, Indian Motorcycle Minnesota Mile in Minneapolis, Minnesota, very close to Polaris. Yeah, I, I got to believe there's going to be a pretty good party for everybody that's on an Indian. Uh, I mean, I'd hope so. I uh, being that close to the headquarters, and there's a lot of dudes on Indians at this point, so it's going to have to be a pretty good party, I think. <laughs> is there a, uh, is, is there a really good uh, like uh, contingency for you guys on Indians? Yeah, yeah, actually, Indians done a really good job. I mean, just they, uh, they've been actually first class about everything they've done in American flat track with the bike and, and with the contingency program and, and staying true to their word. And just, yeah, everything has been really, really crazy since, since I made the switch from, uh, from my Kawasaki and, and hopped on the Indian full time and just seeing how everything goes over and how well the bike was built, contingency, everyone that you deal with from SNS to, uh, to Polaris, they're, they're all great guys and it's, it's been really cool working with them. How is it from, uh, you know, a, a relatively uh, smaller effort? Like you said, everybody's getting on the Indians. 
are they uh, proven to be reliable enough that you, you know? Clearly, the entry price we, is r- relatively well known. Are they holding up? Are you going to be able to get a couple seasons out of it? Two? Are we talking two seasons and then it's start over again? Or is is the bike? I mean, giving you the sense that you're going to be able to race it for a while? No, they uh, they did a great job. Um, I think that as long as they're well maintained, just simple simple uh, maintenance on the bike, you and you're going to get. A lot of time out of the thing they say that you can like as far as race time you can put 10 hours on one of them and 10 hours for us is like probably 12 races i mean i, I and that's probably not enough honestly i don't even know how many how much time we put on our bikes when we're at the track um and they say they say 12 hours to just the top end or 10 hours just a, a top end rebuild so yeah i mean i've been running just we have two my team has two indians um and we've stuck just the one. They rebuilt it once this year, and I've only raced it, I think, seven times now. And they rebuilt it before Springfield just to be safe because those are the measures they used to take with their old brands. And uh, they were just, you know, they're on the cautious side. We could have got a lot more racing out of ours. And Indian and SMS did a great job of building, you know, durable parts. Everything seems to hold up really well. We jumped them at, at, uh, at Peoria like crazy, and, and we're hammering those things. And they made it through the day without even thinking about, you know, breaking apart. So, yeah, just all around incredible bikes. I think that the entry price definitely scared everyone a little bit, but it's uh, it's a great bike. Well, Briar, congratulations again, and tell your brother congrats too, would you? Yeah, no, absolutely. I appreciate it. Thank you. Tell Shannon we said hey. I will, definitely. Thank you. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Pit Pass. Of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pan designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear, built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno this is 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hickam Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hickam Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Time out. 
Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. Hey, this is Josh Hayes, AMA Superbike Champion. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, the uh, New Jersey round, the Moto America Series, it was Cameron Bobia who led start to finish winning his third Moto America Superbike Championship, and he is 25 years old from California, and it, it took his eighth Motul Superbike win of the year on a wet and dreary day in New Jersey Motorsports Park in the Championship of New Jersey. So congratulations to him. I believe we have him scheduled for next week, or at least that's... Uh, the champ. In... Uh, in not in ink, but in, in pencil. We have Cameron Bovier for next week. So, congrats to him. What else from Bud Racing? Oh, in the, interestingly, in the Twins Cup, our buddy uh, Chris Parrish, along with his number one... It's it's Parrish leading the series with 139. Jason Madama, second place, only two points behind him. Parrish gave a few points back because he crashed, but so did Madama. It was raining, and a lot of dudes went down. What's shocking is Parrish manages seventh after a crash in a lightweight. Uh, Madama manages Madama manages third out of the race after crashing, and Bart DeFrancesco also crashed and Jeez. managed fourth. A lot of dudes <laughs> crashed in uh, that Twins Cup event. I'm looking forward to watching Parrish and Madama go at it at Barber. I would have to call Barber Chris Parrish home track. He's a Nashville boy. Ghetto Customs is his uh, deal in Nashville. So he's been running Barber forever. He's a known quantity owner of that track. I don't pick anyone against him uh, on that track. Uh, If you look at pictures or if you saw the race in uh, New Jersey, man, what a wet one. It was, I mean, it it was a full-on wet race. So it was uh, yeah, the, not the too weather, good for the race fans. The weather out east is just, it's been crazy. So that, that uh, and if you're listening on 1460 KX, you know, on Sunday morning, obviously this is recorded on Tuesday. Um, we, we stream the thing live on Tuesday. You can listen to it at pitpassradio.com. There's all the links and stuff. Um, but uh, Also on iTunes. iTunes, yes, correct. And we have an app, uh, Pit Pass Moto app. But uh, my point is, is the, the hurricane that's coming east uh, how do you think that's going to affect the race this weekend? It sounds like they're, the boys are going to be okay in New York at the GNCC. I think they're going to be all right. And with any luck, we're going to get lucky in Alabama. Because, yeah, I leave a week from Thursday. We leave for Alabama. Rain or shine, we're going to go watch the races. Uh, Barber, the facility, absolutely capable of running in pretty good rain. They've I've raced there in the rain, and they've had a lot of professional race events in the rain. It has good drainage. So they'll get a race in. That ain't no fun, though. It's not as fun as a good dry race. Uh, but if you know what you're watching, it's no reason not to go watch a live Moto America race. The guys will be killing it on rain tires if it's wet. But I'm hopeful. I'm with you, Tony. I'm hopeful that it doesn't happen. Storms are so hard to predict, right? That's uh, what we learn in Iowa. You know, and I'm not making light. And if anybody's, if you've never been, if you've never seen the effects of a, of a hurricane, you firsthand you have no idea what uh um what what i'm what how devastating it is to anybody it's 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 crazy but and i I went down to um, gulfport after katrina and helped for eight weeks two months i went down there and i'm telling you there was 
they were still, I mean, it wasn't even close. It's still now. I've been to New Orleans in the last three years, four years was my first time ever. Mm-hmm. Easily visible the effects of Katrina. Right. How many years later? Right. Still clearly uh, impacting the place. I'm just saying that it just seems like they're always they're they always exaggerate what what's going to happen. It seems like I wouldn't say they exaggerate. It just seems like they it's it's very rarely is it as severe as what they're saying. And I don't know if that's to and when it people, do, and when it does it's turn out it's really bad. Wow, we guessed wrong. We should have told you it was more. Tony, have you ever seen a tornado damage? A tornado damage? Have you seen tornado damage? Sure. Oh yeah. Um. I went down to Joplin when they got hit in 2011. Uh-huh. I remember. I came up over that hill, and I you would have sworn to God a nuke dropped. There was nothing but devastation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, right outside of Birmingham, Alabama, is they, they had a big one, uh, Tuscaloosa, or is it Tuscaloosa? No. That yeah, the same year. Yeah, it was it was horrible. I went down there for a race, and yeah, on the interstate, it just go over a hill, and you're like, "Holy cow, what happened here?" Our buddy from Louisiana says it's sensational, and it's meant to get people to evacuate because staying frequently results in deaths, and lots of them. Yeah, uh, nobody wants the egg on their face nationally. That was Katrina. I mean, that was the big one. That he said really- we never evacuated prior to Katrina, not with any regularity. Now I, I think they probably they absolutely take different take it measures. A lot. Absolutely, yep. in Florida, I think is the same way. You, you've got more experience in Florida than I do, Tony. I'm sure. Even even at my dad's place down in uh, Estero, which is Fort Myers, we, we went down there after a, a very mild storm, and that was last year. Maybe it was a, a hurricane. I don't remember. But it was a hurricane. Tony. It was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right. It was. I just don't remember what what the name of it was, but it it was it was nothing. It was soffit and and a palm tree and and the the lanai around the pool and stuff. And you think, you know what I mean? And, and of course, I took my dirt bike and caught a motocross race while I was yeah, down of there. Of course you did. Of course. That's but, why uh, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm here to race and also fix up the house. But uh, my dad had passed, so and I was I was in charge of that. You know that deal. And even just that, man, it's just tons of work. And there's areas in that town fort myers that were completely flooded still when i left and like the water what isn't going anywhere it i know just, that's that's what strikes me is so weird about florida in general when i've been i've been down in key west quite a bit a good hard rainstorm and you just have standing water everywhere it doesn't go anywhere mm-hmm. it's like okay we're in the ocean now speaking of hard rain i've been uh working in my motor car do we have to take a break or not jack no you're good okay great so uh i've been the common question all summer is boy your track got away from you down in riverside raceway winterside iowa little plug there but uh with an event coming up yeah we have an event coming up and so i've i've been down there mowing it and it's been pretty good man i've only seen three snakes which they're just garter snakes and i'm still freaked out and i and i i almost uh, wet my you dress scre- you scream and your daughter comes and says it'll be okay daddy pretty much yeah <laughs> um but uh we uh we've been mowing and stuff and and uh just just from the rains that we got in the last little bit, you know, just the water, it's a pain in the butt. So I, I feel for the people that are down there. And we do have an event coming up, PJ, September 22 and 23, down at the track. It's 5 bucks to get in for the whole weekend. Going to get that much in fireworks fun that out includes, of the deal. Yeah, we're going to do a fireworks show on Saturday. It's 50 bucks to ride all weekend or $5 just to get in and hang out and party camp, whatever you want to do. Um, if you only want to ride one day, it's 30 bucks. But um, So it's it's cheap. It includes a free dinner on Saturday night. It includes fireworks. We've got a band, uh, a good band, and um, 
uh, Jacob Burhaus band is uh, is going to be playing, and uh, I can't think of the name. Jacob County and the Hazard Damaged Goods, I think it is. But anyway, they play like Gas Lamp and stuff like that. But it's a good band. We've got a stage that they'll play on, and uh, Bonfire Saturday night. And then uh, practice isn't till noon on Saturday, from noon to six thirty, and then we start the band and dinner at seven. And then on Sunday it goes all day long from like nine to four or something like that. But uh, track's going to be. I got a new section back in the woods that people are going to be able to ride, and it's it's going to be a rad event. So hope everybody can make it. Um, we uh, what's new out at Hickland? You say you got new new bicycles? We got a, a pretty good number. I, I want to say we got five or six. KTM E Assist bikes, exactly the one that you've got, and then we got we got I think three of those, and then a couple of the commuter ones, very reasonably priced. If you have any interest in one, come out. The El Cheapo Chinese ones on eBay go for eighteen hundred bucks. We're going to be just north of that with a legit quality, the exact same bike you got, Tony. The I mean, KTM, has, which the is KTM, the KTM thirty eight hundred bike. Yeah, all day long. Bike. I think they were more like retail was forty four or something. Wow, so we're wow. going to be. We're going to be within spitting distance of the El Crapo ones uh, on eBay, All and right. you're going to get a legit KTM. All right, big thanks, PJ, to uh, J.D. Beach, Lane Michael, Garrett Ward, Jay Newton, and Briar Bauman. Congrats to Briar for, for uh, that big win in front of his brother. Pretty cool. That is so cool. All right, that's our show. Thank you, Jack and Leanne. Thanks, Ed Camp, Scott Casper, Roman Avila, Tommy Boy Halverson, and Chris Bishop. I'm Tony Wink. That's our show. We'll see you next week. So long. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. Hi, listeners. We wanted to take a moment to tell you about another podcast from Evergreen Podcasts and Sound Talent Media called Pit Lane Parlay. Pit Lane Parlay is the go-to podcast for IndyCar and motorsports-related news. Each episode, we discuss things like our favorite drivers, news clips from the last week, and generally giving each other a hard time about predictions we've made in the past and or life stories that have come up recently. We really have a lot of fun with it and really enjoy each other's company, and we hope you can come join us too. Join Pit Lane Parlay by following us on your favorite podcast today.